Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Shady Ho Show. My name is Valk. Dumb. So, we are all three bitches, if you don't know, or if you are new to the podcast, the Shady Ho Show is three bitches, shit-talking life. Um, if you are a returning listener, thank you for returning. Uh, you know what the deal is, you know how it goes. So, without further ado, let me go ahead and introduce Grace. I'm Grace, <laughs> and I have a cold. <laughs> uh, sorry if it's Grace. Um... I don't, I don't, oh yeah, plug again to make sure you follow the Instagram at the Shady with Two Y Ho Show and our Facebook page at the Shady Ho Show, um, so you can you know talk to us if you want to. Take it away, Amanda. Today is my episode, okay, <laughs> and I literally am not happy about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I am not happy about it. I am grumpy cat. Today's episode is going to be your deepest, darkest fears. I feel like we're close enough to fucking spooky season that I can do this episode. Um, I'm also mad because I can't see my forehead and pumpkin spice latte is still not out. People right? are so pissed. Um, child, anyways. So yeah, that um I thought of this topic like five minutes before we were supposed to go on air. So bear with me, children. Um, deepest darkest fears, and we're gonna play Would You Rather. We're gonna start this podcast off with a Would You Rather. So do you, did you guys play Would You Rather when you were in like middle school, high school? Me and my friend used to play. God, I love that game. <laughs> I, love I tried it. to stay away from it. Why do you try to stay away from it? I just. I don't actually know. Maybe it's just because I tried to uh, keep with my decisions. well, just possibly. Just tried to. <laughs> I just tried to keep to myself. Cancer vibes. <laughs> I just tried to, you know, keep to myself, and you know, didn't really keep to yourself. Oh I didn't God. want to expose myself, and you know, of course. I, I mean, a I was a kid, so we always had these games. <laughs> yeah, I love exposing myself. I mean, I was always picked on and made fun of, so I didn't want to give people more ammunition to throw at me. Oh, that's fair. I was already fat and fucking weird. I was like, hit me with your best shot, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I guess I'll start it off with, um, and I guess we'll go around in a circle, um, kind of like Uno. Um, I'll ask, like, Grace, it's would you rather? And then, Grace, you can ask me or TJ a would you rather. So okay. I'm going to start off with Grace. Um, okay, Grace. Would you rather um, have to go back to the first job you ever fucking worked at that pay rate? Or would you rather work for minimum wage your whole life? Um, I mean, and that one, I would go back to the first job I ever had. Because the first job I ever had that was paid was working with infants in a nursery. So <laughs> And I, I made a, like only slightly more than minimum wage there, so I still would have gotten paid more. And between those two, it would definitely have been that one, um, because there's no way I would work anywhere for minimum wage and not murder somebody, unless I was with babies, because babies won't back talk me. <laughs> that is true. Or question your life decisions, or try you uh, in front of you. Um, um, now they'll try your ass, but not like a fucking right. Okay, that one was tame. Um, uh, okay, you go ahead. You go. I got a gnarly me. one. Which one okay. wants a gnarly question? Hell yeah! You want the gnarly? Okay, I'm gonna give Amanda the gnarly one and sure. let TJ prep. Amanda, yeah. I saw this one when I was looking up <laughs> "Would You Rather" stuff before, and it just made me tingle. So, Amanda, <laughs> yeah. would you rather pull your own thumbnail off with a fork or put a toothpick under your big toe and kick a wall? I would rather peel off my thumbnail <laughs> because. Oh my God. My feet, my hands are like, I literally even messaged y'all in the group chat before we started filming. Oh, that's right. You bit your finger. <laughs> I bit my fucking acrylic, bitch. I was munching on a french fry and I cracked my acrylic. I still got three weeks with these nails on. <laughs> I have half a mind to go to the salon after work and be like, can y'all just fix my thumb? 
and they'll be like, girl, what'd you do? Bitch, I bit my thumb. <laughs> uh, my feet are way more sensitive than my fucking hands. So, like, bitch, no. It's a no for me. I'll just rip that shit off with a fork and get it over with. Right. Okay. Um, I guess I'll ask TJ one. TJ, would you rather have Chris Redfield fuck you <laughs> as a one-night stand or... Like, you guys never talk again. You, like, text him and he just ghosts you. Or would you rather fuck, um, um, would you rather fuck Nicki Minaj and you guys be, like, a thing? You're, like, her side chick or whatever. Hmm. This is hard. Because, <laughs> like, I can only imagine, like, when we're having sex, we're like, uh, uh, and she's like, raw, raw, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I don't know, because she's going to have, like, multiple personalities in bed. Like, you know. I, don't, I feel like her ass be clapping too loud for you to hear anything. Yeah, how would you even get your dick? When, is it, like, cement? Like, what's the texture of it? Like, would it smash your dick if you didn't? Like, there's so, so many questions. Hmm. But I don't think my mental health can take a one-night stand with a really hot person like Chris Redfield, because I'd be like, what did I do wrong? What? Are you just accepting? No, I'll I'll do I'll do the Chris Redfield one because I'll just stalk his ass until he decides he wants. To <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay, that's a good one. All right, your turn, DJ. <sighs> Amanda. Yes. Would you rather have twenty million dollars? Okay. Stipulation. Okay. You had to leave your life behind. That includes everyone you know in all of your memories. Oh, no. Okay. But you get to have, if you choose the $20 million, you get to live essentially carefree. Okay. What's the other choice? Or would you rather just be poor forever, but you have your memories and family? Damn. Um, um, uh, okay, I think about so this every day. <laughs> I would rather be poor and have my family and memories because honestly, my life isn't that bad. And what I've learned from playing Sims, you get bored a lot faster when all your needs are taken care of and you have everything, you know, given to you right away. So um, okay. that's my... That's my analogy. So I'd rather have my wonderful friends, my wonderful family, and my wonderful husband and be a broke-ass bitch than be rich and just be alone. Because that, I would... That's well, you wouldn't necessarily be alone, I guess, if you're rich. But you'd have a lot of people yeah. around you that probably didn't give a fuck about you. Yeah, that were sussy. So, yeah, I can't... No, yeah. I can't live my life like that. I can't. Speaking so, of yeah, Nicki Minaj earlier... And this kind of yeah. diverges off what we we're talking, but it kind of doesn't, because you know it was talking about how like when Nicki Minaj got really famous, and she had yeah. all of her family member and everybody, even people she didn't even know that were in her family, like coming up to her trying to get money off of her. That's all she yes. wanted. That's all they wanted. So it's yeah. like lottery winners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm your long lost great 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 grandfather. I mean, people it's be like, trying to murder what? you. It happens. Literally, people get murdered over lottery winnings all the time. Like, it's a phenomenon. Like, bro, if I won the lottery, I would go to work the next day. Like, I wouldn't act like, I think, um, I forget which state it is, but you can claim your winnings, but anonymously. Yes. Um, I'd be, yeah. like, putting on that mask in any picture they took of the last woman who won, and they just posted <laughs> her immediately. I'd be, like, I'd be so pissed. Bro, really? I mean, honestly, like, I would, like, create, like, a false Reddit thread and just, like, frame some person I hated and then, like, <laughs> won the lottery. Ha, ha, ha. Okay. So maybe money isn't everything. It really isn't. Like, I've never had real tangible money, but ever since I've, you know, I've lived a middle class enough life mm -hmm. to understand that, like, money really is not everything. Like... People, all my friends that I knew that had money um, and their parents had like real tangible money. I'm talking like familial wealth money, people who hadn't worked in like generations or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
um, they were fucking miserable and they're miserable to be around. So I'm just personally like, I know it's not, you know, there are some situations I wouldn't be in if I did have money, but I also thank God because I feel like that saying more money, more problems is so real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can see it. But I think there was a study done that like happiness, like money only buys happiness up to a hundred thousand dollars. So I think it's up to where your needs are met. And once your needs are met, anything past that doesn't really do anything for you. That is so fair. I mean, it's understandable. Like if you can afford to go to the dentist and afford to go to the hospital and stuff like that, I feel like that, you know, that's financial wealth to me Yeah, is like being able to afford medical bills and shit. Especially in America. For, yeah, especially <laughs> our listeners not in America. Um, we live in America. Healthcare sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Don't come here. You'll hate it. <laughs> Literally, I fucking live here and I hate it. Bro, you're confused. <laughs> I'm fucking confused. Um, JK, if the FBI agent is listening, I don't want to be deported because I bought a fucking house here. But you can't deport me. I'm a citizen. <laughs> I'm a fucking citizen. I don't know how long my people have been here. Long enough. Um, too long. But anyway, um, let's get into the subject. It is now 11 minutes in, and Amanda is. Uh... Wait, I have a question I want to ask, though. Yes. Can I ask both of you? I need both of, of your choices since we're in the oh, end yeah. here. This is just one that, you know, is one for the anxiety peoples. So for both of you, would you rather poop in the only toilet at a party knowing that you'll be the one to clog it? Or are you going to go poop in the bushes in the backyard and just hope nobody I'd rather just shit in my pants. (laughs) That's not an option. You either get to poop in the backyard or you have to clog the toilet and... You know, be afraid. I ain't gonna, gonna do find either out. one. I ain't gonna do either one. Just, <laughs> I, that's why, that's why you can't play in. the game because you don't pick. I'd rather just hold <laughs> it in. Or oh my god, you gonna be like the girl oh, that throw like it out the window and it gets stuck poop. between this the is... window? <laughs> oh my god, I hate that. <laughs> that is a fear of mine. That's but we don't do that. <laughs> that's what I hate. I would okay. So I've been to enough house parties that if I disappeared to go shit in the bushes, nobody would fucking notice. (laughs) Nobody would care. So I'm going to shit in the bushes because they would know, and I would be ragged on the entire night if I shatted in the (laughs) the only bathroom and clogged that shit. Because I guarantee you, they do not have a plunger in the bathroom. Right. That's the fear. Is we don't like have plungers in the work bathroom too, and so that's no. one of my fears for this fear episode. Is I'm like, what if one day I get fucking <laughs> sick and there's no plungers in here? Because I've seen it happen in there a few times. I think I don't remember if I told you where someone like blew up the toilet and just Stop. left it, and I was like, <laughs> I would be so embarrassed. I hope nobody thinks this is me when I walk out of here. Oh my god! I'm like, did any? I remember texting you and being like, um. <laughs> Did anybody see you like walk into the bathroom? <laughs> and then, okay, run out that bitch. Run out of it. Run out of it. <laughs> I've been there, bitch. Like I have been there. Um, All right, TJ, you have to pick it. though. You have to pick, bitch. This is not a would you rather and something extra. It's either right. Or. It's so, uh, we're playing this like big kids. Like, fucking. Adults. I mean, I'm gonna. Fuck this! I'll I'll just go in the fucking claw bathroom. I don't give a fuck. Y'all can think whatever you want to think. The point is, y'all gonna think whatever you want to think anyway. So um, at least I'll have toilet paper to wipe my ass. <laughs> fair point. <laughs> Very fair point. I just, okay. Fair point. Well, every, I mean, they gonna judge you either way. Like if they see you out there squatting down, taking a shit in the fucking bushes, what the fuck you think you gonna think, bitch? At a party, you can pass it off. Be like, oh, I'm so fucking wasted. Oh, I thought this was a bathroom. I like. Uh, I guess we'll continue on the would you rather because this is actually getting kind of fun. Um, but yeah. Well, I like, was segueing to fears for you. My pooping fear of someone knowing I clogged the bathroom. Right? Well, then we can segue. We can always switch back and forth. Yeah, It's my show. It's my fucking show. Um. The Amanda Show. Oh, my God. So, shout out to my barista at Starbucks. She listens to this podcast. And she told me, she was like, I tried looking it up, and I totally thought it was the Amanda Show for some reason. And I was like, it's the Shady Ho Show. And she's like, bet. I'm going to watch it. And she's so sweet. 
she is so sweet. Um, anyway, okay, so I'm gonna start off with how have y'all's fears like can you guys remember what your deepest darkest fear was as a child like i'm talking like elementary school like maybe like fifth grade like you're starting to understand what the world is but you're still innocent enough that you really don't fucking know like do you guys remember any kind of like anxiety towards certain things or like you had this one fucking thing so my irrational fear in the fifth grade was west nile virus in the fifth grade, West Nile virus was like a thing, okay? It was like on all over the news reports, and I was convinced that I was going to get West Nile virus, and I was going to die. So I would not go outside for the whole summer. Like, they had to drag me outside mm-hmm. in the middle of a Georgia fucking summer at church camp of all places. So imagine country-ass, bum-ass, swamp ass fucking summer camp and jesus is there and i won't go outside because i'm scared of catching west nile fair i remember west nile when it was a thing like the mosquitoes are gonna get you yeah what about yours cj (laughs) crickets cj has no fears apparently i guess not it must be nice to be a man (laughs) i can't hear y'all sorry bruh (laughs) blocking out the haters wait no for real like both of y'all went out at the same time i'm gonna cut this part out just so i run myself but i couldn't it's like y'all started breaking up and then all of a sudden i couldn't hear anything well it's your turn now what's your childhood first fear you remember i'm being abandoned by my parents oh my god can you elaborate please he's adopted amanda no i'm scared oh my god really Yes, I was adopted. <laughs> no, I literally. Why did I? Anyway, you were. Adopted. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I that. mean, we wanted to bring up our our trauma, so here's my trauma. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, okay, how young were you when you were adopted? Were you adopted as a baby or a toddler? As a toddler. You're a toddler. Do you well, remember? Uh, not even. Like... Not even. Not, not even a toddler. I guess kind of a baby. You're a crawler, so you were under a year old, but also, like, not newborn. You weren't fresh out the womb. Mm-mm. Nope. So, yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's my, that's that's me. I was afraid of being abandoned, which I never was, of course, but that was yeah. my irrational Understandable fear. Understandable trauma. <laughs> that's a valid fucking fear, dude. I'm sorry you felt that way. I'm sorry that fucking, that's terrible. Well, I'm not going to, I mean, we wanted to know what our deepest, darkest fear is. I'm not going to lie and be like, my fear was that I would never be able to buy a coloring book. No. <laughs> if you want to know what my deepest, darkest fear is, my deepest, darkest fear is I thought I would be abandoned by my parents and I would have no life. Okay. Moving on. Fair, fair. Okay, so I want to change my deepest, darkest fear then. You know what's fucking crazy? Um, So I would always go to the grocery store with my mom because I thought the one time I didn't go to the grocery store, she would die in a terrible accident. And all I would think about was how she died and how I didn't go to the grocery store with her. And her last memory of me is not going to the grocery store because I was a bad daughter and I didn't love her enough. And then when I was 17, my mom fucking died randomly. So um, that fucked me up for the rest of my life. I'm sorry, this is not the struggle, struggle Olympics. But if we're being real here, my worst fear came true. All right, Grace, it's your turn now. Hmm. <laughs> um, it's hard to think about, like, not uh, again to say it's hard to think of like an early fear, because um, we were like really poor growing up, so like there was a lot of things that I just wasn't aware of in the world anyway. Because you know we went to to church and came home. I remember. Trying to think of what the first fear, because like I had a relatively decent childhood. We lived out in the middle of nowhere. We were relatively sheltered. We didn't have TV, so I couldn't really watch anything on the TV unless it was like PBS, and PBS was very friendly for children. Yeah, um, for so, sure. so I didn't really get exposed to like any you know dark fears at at, at a young young age. Um, uh, my imaginary friend was a ghost. I don't know where that came from. I don't, no uh, way. Yeah. Really? yeah well, uh, I was, I called him ghosty and he would just chill with me. Um, I love that. That was my imaginary friend. Um, but the first like 
fear I remember around that age um, was a weird dream that I would have. It was like a recurring dream. And I don't yeah. know if I ever, like, uh, but it, it wasn't even like a scary, scary dream. It was this dream with a goblin and a princess. And there was a wall that always separated them. And he wanted to come through the wall because he was in love with the princess. And he scared the shit out of me. And I would oh just get God. like cold chills thinking about this goblin man as a child. Oh like my when my dad would take us to go to my mom's work. So we'd have to go sit at her work for like two hours before school yeah. so she could take us. And I would just sit there after I've had this dream and like, fear that but i have a very weird grief response with fear where i just don't process it and therefore i don't think about it like when my mom got had her aneurysm in middle school i just didn't process that i just so i don't know i don't know like i don't have fears i think that are normal i have like fear of open water which i think is normal but like realistic fears i think i just have a lot of really like unrealistic this probably isn't going to happen fears because i don't process normal fear correctly and i'm not sure why i because even when my grandpa died when i was like in fifth grade i remember him dying and because we were leaving to go on vacation and then my mom like gets a phone call and there's like all the stuff going on and she's like your grandpa died and i just remember sitting there being like okay like having no concept of what that actually was right (laughs) I don't remember, I remember like events in my childhood, but nothing like really fear-wise, aside from the weird goblin man. (laughs) The weird goblin man. I am so, I mean, that's understandable. Like, I feel like, and let's normalize not having fucking like, like trauma responses. Like, I, I think that's totally okay. Like, I think that's, that maybe should be what childhood is about. Not every child should have to worry about um you know adult things unfortunately and that's what I'm as a like daycare teacher I'm always scared that my students are going to have the same fear and anxieties I have Mm -hmm. and have had in the kind of upbringing I had and I'm like terrified for them and I think it's like you know uh you want to protect them from everything but how are they gonna learn if they you know don't go through it themselves so it's difficult. It's, it's harder now, like, <clears throat> so, cause I'll be 32 next month. So my childhood was like in the early nineties when we didn't really have like the internet and the social media yeah. and things that we could like go onto on our own as children. Um, and we didn't really have like, a, like a much with the TV TV wasn't as easily accessible then either. So I think being sheltered from a lot of stuff at a young age in a sense helped like with development. Cause I wasn't exposed yeah. to everything too early. So I think I I did still get to have a really good childhood, even with us, you know, being poor. My parents, you know, didn't let us know we were poor. Something we figured out much later on, you know. (laughs) So I think overall, I did have like a good a good childhood. Um, My fears, I think all my traumas, I think, came from when my mom got sick in middle school. And then like things kind of like were me not knowing how to process that. And then I think that's like where my anxieties and things started that I still have um, and moving on from there absolutely absolutely um that is so true like I mean that that's an integral part of your development and that like it sucks because I can remember like most of my like real life anxieties and how I interact with people were developed in middle and high school too so those are like I think people think you're already developed by middle and high school but it's like no those are really integral pieces of your personality as an adult oh yeah like you don't really stop developing like at least your brain doesn't till you're like in your 20s so like you're still coming to grips with who you are as a person and how you're developing and how you process things and then I think it like when you have traumatic events and no one's there to like really walk you through how to do it 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 does shape how you continue to grow from that point absolutely like I totally I agree with that like my early 20s 25 um, my like 19 through 24 was really shaped by, um, me floundering through my adult life. And I have a lot of irrational and like, um, knee jerk reactions now because of some of the shit I went through and I shouldn't have gone through Yeah. Um, <clears throat> during those times. Like literally, like sometimes I feel like, um, half of my trouble would have not even happened if I had had a mother figure in the, that part of my life. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I can't dwell on it. Like I fucking, that happened to me for a reason. So I hate like, you know, I know a lot of people are like, that's toxic of you to think of it like that. But I'm like, if I literally don't think it like that, I will actually kill myself. So can you guys please let me have this moment? And, um, yeah, so let's go to irrational fears. That's enough talk about trauma. Um, trauma. We are literally talking about how the babies in my classroom were mean girls. And um, because they are, they're little bitches. I'm like, damn. I'm like, fuck, you just stabbed Caesar. Like, they be fucking <laughs> gaying up on each other and beating the shit out of each other. And I'll be like, trying to warm up a bottle. Like, people think babies are cute and shit, but no, bro. Like, have you ever had a bunch of kittens in one room? That's exactly what it's like with human babies they just beat the shit out of each other babies be brawling they grace literally... is that why you don't want kids <laughs> <laughs> i don't want kids because i was a teacher in elementary school it wasn't the babies because they're always like babies are the best form of birth control and i was like fuck that shit i love the way babies heads smell but then and like, they are the easiest age i will say babies are easy and you're right. like oh yeah this is fine i can just snuggle this it's when they get out sleep. of baby age we don't. Then they start the walking and start learning how to talk, and they're like throwing shit at you and like yelling back at you, and you're like, "Okay, this is the point where we're not doing this. <laughs> I'm not yeah. bringing this into my house." <laughs> Literally, I'm like, people have you like on purpose. Like, <laughs> people right? have multiple babies on purpose. Is <laughs> what I like. Yeah. That's a big reason of me being like pro-choice is because I've worked with so many children over the course of my you know brief teaching career that I did have, where no one should have to have that in their house if they don't want to have it because that that is hard and it takes a special person to have the patience and the want to have that at their house and still try to live oh, yeah. a life outside of it because then there's no peace when you go home. <laughs> No fucking peace. Like, at first, like, when I first started working in daycare, I would literally, like, judge parents. I'm like, bro, you out here in the parking lot? Like, I can see you. Like, and then, like, after working with kids, I'm like, I understand. Like, unfortunately, <laughs> I have to clean my classroom, so I'm going to need you to get the hell up out of here. But... I understand. And it's like, I don't think people really, I feel like there should be some kind of test to take before <laughs> people have kids. Like, I know that's like totally dystopian, but it's just a thought. Like, um, it's like, how actually prepared are you for like this child? Like, um, cause we, uh, I, I've seen some doozies on parenting and I'm like, damn, they just let anybody walk out the hospital with a baby, huh? Like, I think, I think that's again, like, this is me getting political again. That's a country issue because we don't teach about birth control and safe sex in a manner that is actually helpful to teenagers. So then we have a lot of these young, you know, young babies coming out because people don't yeah. know what that means. Like there is still, I, I'm from Georgia, from a smaller town in Georgia than where I live now. And um, we didn't have like a real sex education class. All they taught us was you're going to have sex, get STDs, you'll get pregnant. And then that's like literally all they told us. Uh, there was so much I didn't know about my body, even like after I got married and my husband had to explain these things to me because they do not teach it to you. And uh, I'm Wait. not ashamed to say this. Wait, what, did, what, I, did, they have, what did he have to teach you? There's parts like about like anatomy, what things do, way things work, like within men's bodies and like women's bodies. I'm like, hey, what is this like? What's the function of this in the body? Like oh when this I was sitting here thinking like out. you're asking him like, what's that between your legs? Well, this is a penis. <laughs> oh. No, I know what a penis was, but I'm like, you know, just That's a vagina. Thing. I'm like, hey, what's the purpose of this point? Like, uh, I had to go look up for myself, like, as an adult, like, you know, when you're, you're living on your own and you're like, oh, I might have, like, a UTI. Let me go look up, like, what this is. How did this happen? Because they don't teach you anything, like, useful in your health classes if you live in Georgia or anywhere in the South. So you have to go look all these things up so you don't feel like you're an idiot. Um but yeah, so back on piggyback on that because they don't teach really anything about sexual health in a meaningful way. People have babies; they don't know what to do with them. There's no solid system in place for people to raise their children because we don't have maternity leave or paternity leave. So people are already trying to find somewhere to put their child if they can't afford daycare because we don't have yeah. affordable, like real affordable, consistent daycare for poor people who have babies they didn't mean to have because they couldn't get abortion really or any like our our 
system for babies is not good because we have like no one wants to help support once you have the baby they just force you to have the baby then it's hard for you to feed the baby and clothe the baby and take care of the baby and yourself if you're young and still developing so i think our our whole outlook as a country on that is is warped and needs to be fixed if we want to have like a healthy growth for the future mm-hmm. <laughs> And you soapbox know, rant. <laughs> you know, and here's my soapbox. If we're going to talk about fears, UTIs, and just all around just disturbing shit that I think, let's talk about nursing homes. Uh, nursing shit home. that goes there. Oh my god, like, I... So, we have a rehabilitation, and okay, so I just want to preface, my grandmother, um, bless her heart, she passed away two years ago, um, literally um i'm sorry we went to a rehabilitation center that renewed my faith and like the nursing system but i have like heard horror stories of like what happens in nursing homes they are grossly understaffed and then staffed with the wrong people but yeah 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 so my grandmother she died in a nursing home because the nursing home failed to call my mother and me. Uh, they decided they wanted to escort her, my grandmother, to the hospital. My grandmother could not hear. They knew that she was deaf and could not hear. Oh, my God. Uh, so they just went in. They grabbed her. They strapped her to a bed, a roller bed, to get to the uh-huh. ambulance. She didn't know what was going on. She didn't know how to get in contact with us. They wouldn't let her get in contact with us. Um, she had a heart attack, and she died. God, that has got to be under, like, that is so fucked up. Like, how terrified. Like, how. And then the nursing home didn't call us and tell us about it. So, how did you find out she passed? We had to go to the. We went to the nursing home to see her. No. Are you fucking kidding me? And they were just like, oh, she's dead. They pretty much said, oh, well, she was in the hospital. She, well, she didn't die. She died, basically, essentially, I say she died. She was on the verge of dying. She was at the hospital when we found her. They said she's at the hospital. Um, But she basically had, like, a a heart attack at the nursing home. And then she passed away not too long at the hospital. Um, Going into, that's why I told my mother, (laughs) I would never put her in a nursing home. Yeah. Thus being, after she got into COVID, um, my mother is disabled, okay, um, of no fault of her own, uh, but we won't get into <laughs> that, but I will say she was disabled. When she had COVID, we didn't think she was going to make it. Thank the Lord she did make it, um, but she had to go into a nursing home to get rehabilitation to, force, yeah. to get her strength back up. Um, some of the shit that I saw. Uh, they would pinch her, grab her. Now, I mean, my mother is not at the state to where if you were to, like, push her, she would fall over. <laughs> like, she's not a 20-year-old, okay? Like, she's not a 20-year-old. Now, I'm not saying that she's, like, just some frail old woman. That's not the case, okay? Like, she right. can stand up for herself, but she's not, like, a 20-year-old, okay? She's not going to be, like, someone that can, like, fucking face punch you, okay? Um so some of the shit that I've seen, and it's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And the fact that I had to tell them that she had, I had to tell the nursing home to do a UTI on her because they didn't know. They told me that, well, she came from the hospital confused, so we just assumed that it was just that. So you know our health care... Is ridiculously awful here. Hospitals yeah. and nursing homes. Y'all should be fucking ashamed of yourselves. And, and again, like, I think it's also like, it's the system. The system doesn't have enough support or check-ins for what they need to do. Because um, my grandma, she lived in a nursing home. Um, both my, my other grandma lived in an assisted living home. And I think assisted living is like the most, if you have to put your relative somewhere where they can have medical care that you're not able to give, 
I like that idea because they get to have their own space, their own room by themselves. I don't like that nursing homes have people sharing rooms because I feel like that takes away some of your dignity. Like, because yeah. you're just stuck in an open room with someone else that you like a roommate, like you're back in a dorm or something. And I don't well, it's not only that. It. It's not only that, but like when my mother was in, she had her own room. Mm-hmm. But the woman that was literally across from her in the other room would play fucking show tunes at the fucking at 1 a.m. And it would be so goddamn loud. You could hear it from the other end of the hall. No fucking way. Yeah, because oh I mean, there, there should still be like rules for that, like like an apartment complex in a sense. Like Because I, I feel like a lot of also nursing homes, especially the ones that I've, you know, been in and out of because I've had lots of family members in them. My mom was in a rehab facility as well with um her roommate after she had her heart attack and all that. Um and I don't know, they never feel clean to me. They they feel overly sterile and overly dirty both at the same time to me, like whenever I go into one, because they don't yes, feel like a like place where people actually well, live. It just it, feels like a it weird is. It limbo is. And medical then, center. And then the fact that, you know, the fact that they, you know, you have to hit the button if you have to use the bathroom, right? If you can't yeah. legit get up yourself to go use the bathroom, which my mom cannot walk. That's mm-hmm. the whole purpose. And they're like, okay, well, she'll just have to use the bathroom in her, in her, you know, her pull-ups, you know, and we'll change it as soon as we can. And as soon as they can, to them, means an hour or so later. Yeah. That's unacceptable. No, because I think that, again, goes, like, with the extreme, like, the loss of your dignity as an adult. Like, because even if you're disabled, like, you know, my mom is as well. She has the prosthetic. She couldn't walk while waiting on her prosthetic and after her heart attack and all that. So kind of like the same thing it but i feel like the the minute that you take like autonomy away from someone who has had it their whole life especially if they're already in like a a lower health state that it just declines even more rapidly when you make them have to sit there and like soil themselves like a child absolutely (laughs) absolutely like mental the spirit um yeah once they you know that saying once the spirit dies the body follows suit you know so um that's kind of how it is in those nursing homes. Like you can take a perfectly healthy person and once you put them in a nursing home, that's kind of it, you know? Yeah. And then they drug <laughs> them. They drug yeah. them and then they make them think that, oh, well, you know, it's just in your head. All I have to say is if you work in a nursing home, and if you're not doing it because you love helping people, you should be ashamed of yourself. I've agreed. I think same goes people- for hospital. Same goes for yep. hospitals. If you are a nurse and you're just doing it for the quote-unquote money, you should be ashamed of yourself. Because treating people like shit is not cool. Agreed. Agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Having, you know, gone in and out of of hospitals, you know, because again, my mom has been sick multiple times since she had her aneurysm in middle school up until now. We have been in and out of a a bunch of hospitals for different things. And, And you can always tell, like, if someone genuinely wants to be there, whereas if someone's just there to collect their paycheck for their shift. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, this is just a very heated debate with me because it, it, I've ran into so one. many. Like, if, I, throughout the last couple of years, my mother has been in the hospital a lot. And, or I shouldn't say a lot, but, you know, more than she ever has in her life <laughs> happened yeah. with her. Yeah. Because she's always been healthy. She's never had to. But then things happen, emergencies happen to where she had to go. And you really got to look inside. Like, these stupid fucking nurses, some of them. I remember being on the fucking phone with her. I was on FaceTime with my mother. Because she was waiting for over an hour just to get a drink of water after she came out of surgery. Yeah. And she waited and waited. And then when the nurse came in there, she got mad saying, Well, you ain't the only one I gotta fucking help. Well, ma'am, like, and then she said, "I got that? other people I got to help too." So, what makes you so special? And my mother ma'am. said, "All I wanted was a, a glass of water." And she said, "I've waited for over an hour." And this is also she couldn't adjust her pillow because she had very specific instructions from her doctor because she had spinal surgery and also they cut like right in the back of her neck, so she mm-hmm. had very specific positions she had to lay on. It wasn't because she chose to, but she had to. Um, so yeah, and I, the nurse didn't think I heard that, but I did because I recorded it <laughs> and I took it to the hospital. So that's what I'm saying. If you're a nurse and you have legit reasons that you want to help people, I commend you for that. 
But if you're like the nurse that I just mentioned, you don't need to be there. Okay, yeah. moving on from a less just <laughs> less depressing topic. If y'all are still listening, I'm sorry. This has turned out to be a very um, depressing, dark episode. Um, but, I mean, you know, as depressing as your life may be, it, it'll get better, maybe. Yeah, real discussion. So someone else may have been thinking that and maybe you validated what they were thinking if they're going through it. So that's an important thing. Well, this is the thing. This this is nursing homes do they do this shit. They do this shit a lot. That uh, they 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 drug your family members to make them go sleep, go to sleep so they don't have to worry with them. So make sure you watch out for that. And then the nursing homes go and they bring you in there and they tell you that you don't know how to look after your mother because you're quote unquote a kid. I was told I was a kid. I said the fuck am I? So I'm 32 how years old. Yeah, so you're like 30 something. My I, God. And, I, and I told him because the lady All that right. was like in charge of like the insurance and everything for yeah. everybody there, she was like, "We need to bring this guy in." And I didn't know who he was. He was just a little fucking dweeb dickhead. His his head was ah. literally shaped like a fucking tiny penis. Tiny penis. <sighs> And because they were trying to convince my mom to stay there longer, but she wanted to go home and I was trying to get her out. Um, but they wouldn't let her go because they didn't have at the time she was on the feeding tube because she couldn't eat properly. Mm -hmm. um, and he was like, well, you don't know how to take care of her. And I said, the fuck I don't. I said, were you <laughs> at the house with me for the last two years taking care of her? Well, you don't know what medications. And I said, the fuck I don't. And I read out to him every single medication, what time, what dosage and when it needed to be taken. And I said, did you know that she took this? Well, we have it on list. And I said, well, I have it in my fucking head. So fuck you. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, so just because you have the title of working at a nursing home doesn't mean that you deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. H healthcare is a fear. I, I fear getting sick just because of, you know, always because of our, the way the healthcare is in America. Cause you have no guarantee that you're going to even get listened to, much less that, you know, because this has happened to my husband twice, uh, once when he was having severe ankle issues where, like, he couldn't even walk because his ankle was bothering him that much. And we went to the ER and they gave him an x-ray and said, oh, we don't know what's wrong uh, here. Go get some medicine. So that was the first time we went and spent, I think, $1,500, like, yeah, $1,500 for them to tell us. Because he didn't have health insurance at that time because we had yeah. just moved and we were working on getting, you know, him a new help. job over here. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we don't know what's wrong. Here's a bill. And oh, just, my like, God. Earlier this, I think it was last week now, <laughs> my husband has been sick almost two weeks. So we finally went to urgent care. Um, same thing. They tested him for COVID, and when it was when it wasn't COVID, the doctor said, "I don't know what's wrong with you. I'm going to give you an antibiotic anyway." Oh my god! <laughs> and that that was it. So, I mean, I understand people go to medical school and things like that, but I still have a fear of the health system because I don't feel like cause he wasn't checked for anything like flu or anything like that. They only checked him for COVID, and when it wasn't COVID, they said we don't know. So I, I have fears of. If I ever got seriously like sick of going to the doctor, because I feel like I would end up getting tossed around, or also like that's another fear yeah. of my fear of having children is I have a fear of having the baby because yes. like, there is such a high mortality rate in America when we're not you yes. know when we're a developed yeah. country. I would probably have more luck just sitting in a bathtub in my you know in my house doing in a your water birth. House. <laughs> that's oh, God, what I. Yes. That's yeah. how I feel because, like, I, me and my husband want, well, Colin wants kids. The more that I think about it and the more I work in childcare, I'm like, well, the more you know, don't want them anymore. <laughs> I mean, basically, because my coworkers are telling me all these fucking stories and, like, not to spread tea, but I had somebody very close to me lose their baby at five months in their womb. And oh. they, had, they still had to give birth. They yeah. still had to give birth. They had to push that baby out dead, knowing it's dead, and having just to hold that baby in their arms and, you know, just, I don't know if I could go through that. And to me, she is the strongest person I've ever met, like, so, because of that. And I don't mean to cut y'all. I don't, I don't mean to cut y'all, but... 
I I also wondered this about a lot of people. I'm not saying this is in reference to you at all, but you know, I wonder why a lot of people don't consider adoption. I mean, if you don't want to give birth, or if you don't want to, you know, worry about some those kind of things, why don't people just consider adoption? There are so many oh, kids out there. Process? You know, from what I've heard, the process to try it's to get approved so and the waiting list and the cost expensive. that you have to drop makes okay. I know for so, like, like poor, and poor, your poor adoption people. might not even go through. Like that's the thing. Like your adoption might not even go through you. So imagine <laughs> this: you spent twenty thousand dollars on you know adopting this child, this beautiful, wonderful child you guys have adopted. I mean, you guys have bonded. Okay. You guys you know, visited them. And, um, all of a sudden the parent wants the biological parent wants their parental rights back. Now, certain courts will grant that no shit parent custody before they do the loving non-biological parent just because they're that, you know, biological parent, you know, and I got um, really lucky, I guess, on my end, because y'all, I will agree. Uh, adoption process is a bitch. My mother has told me the adoption process <laughs> was an absolute bitch. And not only was it a bitch, but I mean, she wasn't doing, you know, in the States adoption. Oh, she yeah. She was doing international adoption in the process. Um, so, uh, yeah, I know it could, it could definitely be... Um, it could be a, a bitch. I, I definitely understand. And um, also, people... I'm so sorry. Um, it just got me thinking. People... What I hate, there's so much pressure to have your own. People say, oh, there's nothing like having your own. There's nothing I like hate that. Yes, because they're just like, well, why don't you consider adoption? Well, it, they won't really be mine. It's like... I'm like, it's a fuck they... Hello? Like, <laughs> Okay, so it doesn't it doesn't have your own fucking blood in them. Okay, I, I guess so. So fucking what? Like, I I don't understand. That, that's me, and of course I am a gay man. So if I ever decide to have kids, it would have to be through adoption, or if I wanted to have my quote unquote own blood, mm-hmm. um, I guess I would have to inseminate somebody. Yeah. Yeah, we already talked about having Grace do it, even though in this episode she's pretty much taught how she didn't want to do it. But we made an agreement. We made our agreement. I don't care. That part still stands. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, but yeah, like adoption, uh, you know what? You kind of know what you're getting into. It's a bitch process, uh, but everything's a bitch process. Going into labor for however long and then having to push the bitch out of you is just as much as a labor as having to fill out paperwork i know that's right because i felt the same way i was like um i you know i really want to adopt i feel like there are so many because i have um health issues that i'm not sure that i if i got pregnant if i was lucky and blessed enough to get pregnant i don't think i could carry a child full term and that's just the um that's just the thing of it so it hurts me when i talk about adopting and everybody family and they just kind of say it because they're like um they're like god will provide a way for you to physically have a child and i said that's not the reality for some people please stop telling me that i am gonna have a child biologically and that i i should just wait on god and yeah I said, see i, I just that. i hate that because that's so that's so like, that not. is old thinking that is such old thinking that you have to have like we're getting into fucking game of thrones thinking here uh right. we have to have like, blood relic we have to have a blood you know air somebody or whatever blood air yeah it's, that's, that's exactly the kind of thinking that i i think of when that shit happens it's like come I'm like, on that's disgusting. i'm like i just i look hate at angelina jolie look how many fucking kids what? she has and how many has she actually pushed happy. out of her fucking coach how many has she actually biologically pushed out Honestly, couldn't tell you. But and look um, at Thomas Rhett. I bring him up because I see pictures of his kids. He has a couple biological kids, but a lot of the other ones he has has been adopted. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know, just, you know, it just pisses me off. Like people are so stupid. Like they're so quick to be like, 
uh, they're so quick to put their own opinion on you. And it's like, can't I always, it always pisses me off when people don't listen. It's like, literally you say something and then you can feel it glaze over for just a second. And it's like, you already know they did not listen to what you said. And they just talk like they just literally talk. It's like, they didn't absorb at all what you were saying. Do you guys ever like witness that? I That is oh, yeah. one way that pisses me off yeah. I get mad because it's like, do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> I'm like, do you not know what empathy is? I, I'm literally like, okay, have you not had a, a self-centered thought for once? And like, have you, you know? I'm going to call these people out because, you know, as a small white woman, I get a majority from older white men and rich older white ladies. Uh, oh, and that's another thing with Grace. Uh, <laughs> this is not even necessary. I'm not picking on your height by no means because you're, you're not even really that short okay that's the thing you're not that short you really but, aren't but for but i mean you're not also, you're also not six foot tall <laughs> you know what i mean like you're you're in the middle okay but yeah. my thing it would scare me to be a short er ish <laughs> i don't know how to say that without it's not rude but it's not mean to be rude <laughs> shorter person and you're also very kind of frail. Like, you know, like, it, it would just scare me. That girl not frail. She's sturdy. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm just... a, a 4'11", 150 pound woman. <laughs> See, you're so, 4'11", yes. for God's sake. Yes, I, I, I do get that from people, you know, who are like, oh, look at this child. And I'm like, no, yeah. I'm a grown married woman. Um, people are so condescending to you for what? <laughs> I'm like, for what? You're bitch? still you're still getting carded, aren't you? I haven't. You go to see like Christopher, and Christopher obviously looks like he's old enough, but if I go by myself, yes. <laughs> um, Bro, I you want to see Rachel. Deadpool? I'm afraid I'm gonna have to see your ID for this one because it's a rated R movie. That happened more um, when I was at working at the museum, like when I had stopped teaching and I went to the museum, like as my, I guess what I call my interim to where I am now. But that's, that's when right. I would get people walking in, like older you know white people asking me oh um you know are you in school oh are you, you know are you hoping to become an interpreter it usually happened at the owens thomas house um what are you hoping to do with your life and i'm like ma'am i am already a college graduate and i have already worked what you would consider a career and i didn't like it so now i'm just doing a thing so it's always like the assumption oh you you must want to do something else like oh these people are obviously better than what you are right now and i'm like ma'am <laughs> i too am I'm a college graduate <laughs> that's how i like hate when people assume shit like i've had people assume i was 30 since i was 17 and they're like how the fuck can you be so fat oh without having kids people think i'm this fat because i have kids i'm like no yeah. i'm just this fat because i like tacos motherfucker <laughs> like literally and then oh my god all the time now now that I have my wedding bands and I wear my wedding bands regularly, people are shocked that I'm married. And I'm yeah. like, they're like, you're married? And as if a fat bitch and fat, ugly bitch like me could never be married. I'm like, um, uh, yeah. No, no ma'am. No, ma freeze, freeze, freeze. Freeze. This is a self-love episode, too. Oh do not God. ever, Do not ever call yourself that. Period. It's just juicy. like, it feels that way. I feel like juicy. Um, I feel like But you're juicy just... in a good way. So don't ever call yourself that. And don't ever think that or I'll smack the shit Thank out of you. And you're 200 and, and you're 240 fucking missed calls or messages. Oh my God. Fuck, I, I should have put, put an emoji over that post because I knew like even the makeup artist from my fucking wedding messaged me and said, bitch, have you not even tried to go through your messages? And I was like, ma'am, um, don't clock me. She like, this me isn't even me. like, I could understand that if this was like a fucking email, but when she posted that and I saw 240, oh my God. I said, the fuck? Yeah, Amanda's phone's You're ghosting me a lot of people, because... aren't you? <laughs> I literally I do. I checking her messages it. when we were driving to go see TJ, and I was like, everything has notification. Oh my god! I'm like Amanda, be one of these people that just be like, "Oh, I thought I texted you, did I not?" <laughs> and she ain't even look at it. 
um, bitch, you left me on red for six days and seven nights. Like, see, this is the reason why all three of us communicate through Facebook Messenger because I can see when that bitch reads it, and if she don't read it, I swear to God, I will call her out. I'm not going to try. And, I'm not going to try and text her anymore because I know where it's going to go. Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's so right, and I half the time I don't even be saving people's numbers. Oh so my I, fucking god, bitch! I hate like, it. Me, text me or like they'll call me and I'll be like who the fuck is this because I'm not gonna lie I'm not dick like this y'all and I just be eh. I did that to Morgan the other day she was having a panic attack and she called my ass and I had not saved her number and so I just went the first ring I said eh. and she was like hey I really need you to go somewhere with me because I'm having a hard time and I was like oh bitch I just fucking <laughs> this I don't know who this bitch is nah bro if I ain't got your number saved I ain't answering it if it's important you'll leave me a voicemail that's the right. same with you know me in real life you'll text me you'll text <laughs> really, me do not i do not be saving people's numbers no more i don't amanda you better save my damn number if you don't your number know. is saved your number is saved <laughs> it's saved i saved morgan's after that too because i was like um i didn't now she will know because she'll watch this podcast but, um, i was like trying to play it off like oh i'm sorry i accidentally like rejected your call but bitch i ain't save your number because she, she, she messages me over facebook messenger so i was like well if she needs to get in touch, like she'll message me over Facebook Messenger. I didn't expect her to call my ass. I was like three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, oh yeah, this is a fucking debt collector. Here we go, everybody. Welcome to another form of um, fear. Uh, fear <laughs> of being forgotten or neglected or <laughs> ghosted. Do not be my friend if you're not comfortable with being alone. <laughs> being ghosted. You know, that was one of my fears, I think, before I met Dylan, is I thought that I would never find anyone. Especially being a gay guy. That was really hard. Because, I mean, no offense if you're like me and you're gay, but I'm sure you probably have run into the same situation I have. Um, gay guys are very picky. <laughs> What is up with that? Like, what the fuck is up with that? I don't, I never understood that. Like, I'm not trying to sound homophobic, but I'm like, why? I don't know. Like, you know, most gay guys, they want somebody who's built, uh, no fems, no, no trans, uh, only tops or only bottoms or no bears, only, only otters. Uh, and you know, it's just like, why fucking bother? You know, like, I don't know. But anyway, we are getting three minutes into our mark, and um, homie has got to take a piss like you would not believe. So Bro, we're going to go ahead and close this episode out. Um, I'm sorry if we depressed you, but I hope we made you happy during the end, because it's like, <laughs> it took a slight different turn towards the very end. Um, I'm sorry that I was quiet during this episode, too, but this episode kind of got me in my head space of old memories that I didn't want to bring up, that it did bring up. Uh, so I'm better now, and um, uh, my name is Val, and thank you all for watching again, and here's these other bitches. Um, this is Amanda, and this episode is brought to you by me, and me ruining other people's lives. Hashtag Sun. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you didn't, I don't care. I'm passing it off to Grace. Hi, it's Grace. Um, I'm going to tell everybody my big, big, big fear is open water because I'm pretty sure, like I told Amanda, my past life, I died on the Titanic. I am like 98% positive. Somebody who does past lives, let me know how this works. Uh, <laughs> mm. You know, I guess I kind of conquered one of my biggest fears. My biggest fears was uh, flying in the air. Like, <gasps> Well, of course, in the air, but you know what I mean. Like um, <laughs> heights, I, I can't do roller coasters. I couldn't do. I can't do roller coasters to this day. I still can't do roller coasters because I will throw up on you. Don't sit near me. Um, but like uh, when me and Dylan, the first time I actually got on a plane that I can remember, because I mean, I, I flew over here, you know, from the adoption and whatnot. As a child, I, as a child, as a as a baby. But you know, my first real memory now of flying was when me and him went to texas Aww. and i was terrified because <laughs> you know <laughs> watching watching uh final destination doesn't help and then i was what like the fuck did you do and, that? 
<laughs> and then I remember before because okay, I was like, I remember before we would go on the trip, like a couple of days before, I didn't tell Grace this, but before we went on the trip, I would watch like fucking airplane takeoff videos <laughs> and try and see what it was like. And then I would watch, and then I, my toxic ass mind would be like, um, airplanes crashing or airplanes exploding no. in midair because I wanted to know what I had to deal with. If that I mean, my first flight was you like that. I, I like almost broke my friend's hand because we were going to take off. And you know, now that you've done it, you know, TJ, it like you get that initial like it starts to shake a little and like you feel it start to roll so i remember like closing my eyes and my friends like you could hold my hand and like i'm pretty sure i almost broke that man's bones like in that takeoff well, see, that <laughs> was, was like, the thing ah! with me because I, I i remember having um squeezing the shit out of dylan's hand for when we started to take <laughs> off but i also i think what helped me also was i had music playing in the air um oh my god a lot too so um, I try. Hold on, I'm trying to remember what the uh, the name of the song was. It was uh, <laughs> just like heaven. No, was it just like heaven? Yeah, I think it was just like heaven. The ooh, baby, when you just like that, no heaven, is, heaven is a place on earth. Yeah, I had really gotten into that because I was watching a lot of um, Black Mirror, and that episode uh, where the two girls fall in love. Um, they're old. <laughs> <laughs> they're old they're older but you in their head they had that little reality chip thing that makes them go to that oasis place where they can live together forever anyway that was one of the songs that played in it and i always associated good memories with that show because i loved it so <laughs> i had that song playing in my head as we were taking off and then when we once we got in the air it was just like okay well i guess we're like you know we're, we're, we're cool now we're, we're gucci so uh thank you um Thank you to the singer of that. Having this place on our I appreciate it. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> All right. Well, that, that was me telling you my fear. Um, again, again, call out middle research past lives. Don't want to figure out how that works. But that's all I've got to say on this one. Bye. Bye. Bye.